You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Episode 10 of Aging Starts Now. I'm your host, Tim Takis, and today... We're talking about how COVID-19 has changed the way we grieve. Joining us today is Barbara Bowers with Austin Bell Funeral Home in Hendersonville. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you, Tim. So nice to be here. Yes, it is good to be here. Um, So tell us a little bit about, uh, of course, you have, as I understand, you have 14 years of experience in the funeral industry. Actually, it's just a little bit more than that. It's about 16 years now. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm just going to sort of speculate here that that you are certainly, or your your industry is really, really working in some strange or un, un, undiscovered territory. Is that right? That is a very accurate statement. Everyone who's been in, in what I do, uh, the funeral directors around have been here for however many years, 40 years plus with, you know, with Tom, my husband. And he has made the statement that he has never in all of those years of, of being in this industry seen anything like this before. And in that length of time, he's gone through quite a few different types of things that have happened. So this is definitely something that's very unique for us all. So what are you... Um I mean, I, when did all of this, um, when are all of these changes that we'll get into in, in just a moment, when did those really begin for your industry for what, or for what you're doing, you know, at Austin Bell? Um, probably the, the very early part of March is when we started getting some things from the Tennessee Board of Funeral Directors um, and Embalmers and Burial Service that's regarding uh, COVID-19. And those things that they set aside and the, the kind of rules, if you will, they set aside for us to begin to follow came from what the CDC and the President of the United States had put forth for most industries to do. Um, Our industry is slightly different being that we are the funeral industry from other types of businesses, but um, that's when it began for us. And it's continued, obviously, through today. And and I'm not seeing any sign that that's going to change for the near future. Okay. So could you tell us a little bit about what 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 you have been told and what guidance that you have received from maybe the CDC or from the Tennessee board? Yes, I can. Um, They uh, began to ask us to uh, do private family visitations and services with a pastor or celebrant um, for the prayers and any message, private family burials, uh, suspending receptions and luncheons and things at the funeral home to not exist. Um, We went from that then to beginning to allow people to immediate family only to come in, which would be a limit of 10 people. And then um, in the last probably couple of weeks, we have had some services where we had the families want to open it up to the public, but we still kept it at the 10 people at a time in our funeral home and trying to be sure those are spaced out. 
Um, and that's been, it's worked very well for us, but it's been difficult for the family members and those immediate family as well as extended family and any neighbors and friends who obviously feel the need to come pay their respects for either their neighbor that's passed away or for part of the family that they know. So this has been just a trying time for everyone. And what we've just really tried to do is the best that we can do under the circumstances to allow families uh, this opportunity and uh, help them through this part of, of this process and the grieving process. But it is definitely added additional grief to the grief they're already going through. I'm sure. So just so to sort of recap what you just said is, is that you're, you're, it sounds like uh, your uh, the, the 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 criteria that you're operating under is actually relaxed over the last few weeks. So you I think you said you started out with just private family services. That's and correct. Imme- and then immediate family only. And so now you've so now you're at a third stage. It sounds like to me where your services are limited to no more than ten persons, but. I guess as a, you know, maybe 10 persons or a group of 10 at a time. So, so maybe what we're hearing, or maybe just, just so I understand, and some of our listeners will understand that, you know, that, that things are maybe not as bad that they've heard, but they, but they're not, but they're not nearly where they used to be. That's a very, that's an accurate statement. I think, I think at the beginning when, you know, everyone, including our our industry, was told, um, you know, shut down everything. We're, we were afraid. We didn't know what this this was going to be and how it was, um, you know, given from one person to another. Just how contagious? Where did that come from? Um, and then over time, I think they've learned more about the virus itself and how it's transmitted from one to another, and in what atmosphere and what kind of of grouping, if you will. Um, and that led to then, you know, us beginning to open up a little bit more, but then still at the same time, uh, still offering the same kinds of restrictions in being, you know, don't stand close together, make sure that you're at least a minimum five to six feet apart um, and those kinds of things. So it's kind of what you said as far as being a little bit more relaxed, but at the same time, it's still a little hands out to to watch what you're doing at the same time. Mm-hmm. So how is that? How has that affected the families that are trying to mourn the loss of a loved one? Well, as I said a little bit. We all know that funerals are not for dead people, but they're for the living. Mm-hmm. That that's very true. Um, it's it is difficult for them because again, you know, at that time that they've lost someone, they're going through that part. But then they need people around them um, for comfort, and you know, there's just that feeling of security that they're still, you know, you're still loved and you still have people that care about you. So that part's very difficult for family. Something else that we're seeing too, uh, and my heart goes out to these these people is that they don't get to spend sometimes because they've been in the hospital when they've passed away. They weren't allowed into the hospital to see them before the passing and then the passing and they weren't there with them. And people under those conditions feel very guilty, if you will, that they've let that loved one down. Um, it's it's just a you know it's just a, a tremendous amount on top of what normally the normal feelings of grief that you would have, and I'm not sure that's something that people will be able to get over. They're just going to like like all grief, you're, you you just have to find a way to deal with it and go on. They're understanding, but that still doesn't take away the feelings that they have and that what this has caused. Mm-hmm. So are Even the, at the yeah go ahead. 
even at the gravesite, it's the same things there. Each cemetery that we've dealt with has been a little different um, from not letting any family out there to only letting um, the grounds crew themselves be out to to do the actual burial and one family member being present. Everyone else is invited to stay in their cars and watch from a distance, but they're not allowed at the gravesite. And um, we also, the, the state, the military state um, burial services has requested that no one bring flowers to the service itself. When you, you go that for the uh, veterans, there's not a huge service anyway. It's family only and it's not at the gravesite, but they're not even wanting you to bring flowers then. They allow you to come back after 4.30 or any time after that day to bring flowers to put on the, the gravesite. Okay. I, I'm not sure I understand what the purpose of that rule is. I think that there's it's, it's fear. I think it's still, even though they're out in the open, mm-hmm. I think there's still that fear that we let's not get too close. Let's not take any chances with this. Yeah. Now, the, the say family members are they're they're okay. The family member, the the person has passed away. Um, as I understand that the the decedent can be buried or cremated. Is that correct? So there's no. That is correct. That's um, correct. And they can be embalmed as well. Um, is that right? Yes, that is correct. Yes. Um, and if a family wants a private viewing, uh, are they able to do that? They would be. Uh, again, we would limit, you know, the attendance. And usually, something like that is only for immediate family only. Okay. Um, and come sometimes an immediate family is a large group, but. Yes, we would allow that. It's just that we would still maintain the distance and not that many people in at one time. Yeah, and and I guess as my understanding is, um, and some of this I'm I'm literally taking it from the the, the website of the CDC that um, that uh, that a decedent uh, who maybe have died who had died of COVID nineteen that person is not cannot transmit. Is that correct? Is, am That's I understanding what, that right? You're re- you are reading that correctly. That's what the understanding is. But um, along uh, after that, you read what you just told me. If you will look a little bit further, uh, or what I have anyway, states that they still request that you do not touch the body. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's probably Again, more. I think this just, is, just in case. Mm-hmm. Right. This is, this is such an unknown thing for our world. Yeah. Um, this pandemic is that I think that while we feel like we're making headway and understanding part of it, we still need to be more than cautious and and just be safe and, and staying with what we thought originally. You know, let's just not do too much all at once. Yes. I mean, and we would say it's like like in our world is sort of like that's ordinary prudence. That, that's how, that's very right. That's correct. Yeah. You know, that. um um, you know why? Why take a risk when maybe you can have these have a have a real service, so to speak, later? You know, that, are you, that are is you seeing those? Well, we're not seeing any of those yet. Um, what we've done here at Austin and Bell is we, like we've said, we've allowed the family, immediate family, to come in, and then others to come in as well, spaced, you know, apart from mm-hmm. each other and only ten at a time. We've offered the drive-by services, but no one has wanted to do that. And we also are offering for everyone if they want to have the just immediate family in now to pay the respects and then do the a graveside service that we will allow them to use our facility for a normal gathering 
anytime later that they want to do. Um, oh, that's good. We've, we've, you know, not had anybody to express an interest in that. But if they were to come back and say, you know, you guys offer that, is that still a, a, an opportunity for us to do? We would definitely say yes. Anything that we can do to help help these families get through what they've gone through. I, I, it sounds like to me that you you have a real challenge here to maybe come up with a a way for families to be able to gather like they would have would have you know even though the person is not actually there that's that's right and i think that that's a really good uh thing to do i'm hoping that families will actually accept our offer to do that because um i think that's part of of closure and i think everyone needs that um and and again the people the neighbors that didn't come that were afraid to come or whatever still have that feeling that they wish they could have done something and this is the only opportunity that you have to do something like that after a death occurs is just go pay your respects and if that's taken away from you then you still feel lost out there you feel you know like you've not done what you could have so i'm hoping that that people you know, think about that and realize that and and do get back together and allow us to help them with that. You know, we can help them um, by planning far enough ahead of time once this is over to be able to do that, to be sure that people are notified. We'll put it back on our website again, just like it had just happened as far as the visitation goes, to allow enough people to, to know that this is going on so that they can come. I'm hoping that's what's going to happen. Well, we've been talking here with Barbara Bowers of Austin and Bell Funeral Home in Hendersonville. Uh, Barbara, thank you for joining us for today's episode, and, and good luck with all that you do. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there, free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness. 